Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Live to tape. Okay, so here we are. It's November 9th, 2016. Yep. You can probably tell by our voices what happened last night. Yeah, I think they all know. Um, the, uh, the the night started fine. It started yeah, great. It we did. had a great little get-together with listeners. Many showed up. It was a lot of fun meeting them and uh, crying together. I mean, taking pictures together. Um, I guess I don't... A lot of people were uh, eager to hear us put something out quick. And um, since a couple of us will be traveling very soon, uh, we wanted to do this now to get some thoughts out. Um, where do we start? <laughs> I I guess we should just start with Florida. Florida, 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 Florida. as Tim Russert said. I Bless his soul. When we were all sitting around last night at the bar, Florida was sort of the first harbinger of death. And we saw 538 predicting with some 82% probability that it was going to go red. I think everybody expected it to go blue, even though we knew it would be close. Um, but polling had been pretty solid in, in Hillary Clinton's favor. So that wasn't great. Yeah. Um, Michigan was a shocker, too, as was Wisconsin. So I yeah. think what ha- that's what happened is that after it became apparent that Florida was going to go red, we started getting nervous about North Carolina. And then it became like we all sort of looked at each other and said, OK, 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 but wait, she has her blue wall. Right. Right. Which includes Wisconsin and Michigan. Yeah. And those things were supposed to be her fail safe. And those were the things that Nate Silver and every other professional pollster was saying she's going to win if for no other reason that she has this blue wall. Well, then I think around 1040, 538 posted that her blue wall was crumbling. Yeah. And nobody expected that. Like I looked I looked over around the table at Laura and Matt and my yeah. jaw was on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. We were all becoming steadily more horrified throughout the night, and I was trying to keep it together because, of course, we're at a party. Yeah, we're with listeners, and everyone's... The idea was to have a good time. Everybody was drinking a lot, too, by the way. Yeah, we all got... Not going to name names, but some people got very drunk. Yeah, I got pretty wasted. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a few shots of whiskey and a Donald Trump presidency will do that to a girl. We We were at the Andrew, Andrew, I love you so much. You're amazing. Um, That was was the least of it. I was basically (laughs) escorted off the premises. Yeah, we were. Well, I I leaned over to Lisa at one point. I'm like, just keep together for the listeners for like five more minutes, then we'll go. (laughs) Yeah. But the other shocker was Pennsylvania. I mean, that was yeah, supposed that to be was, clearly blue. Well, it was. I mean, it was kind of going towards blue for a while. And then all of a sudden, we, you just hear that it turned red automatically, like in one second. 
Like, yeah, it went red pretty quick. And I remember. It just red. So, like, we left the party. Well, <laughs> I left the party about 15 minutes early um, to try and compose myself. Came back here, by the way, and spoke with my family and told them how much I loved them. <laughs> because I was genuinely, I was genuinely scared and and yeah. and upset. Um, and then I think we finished watching the results come in here. At some point, I fell asleep. Um, with the results not looking good, but still with a little bit of hope. And I wake up about, I guess it was 30 minutes later or something, and on the television screen it said, Clinton calls Donald Trump to concede the election. Just surreal. Yeah. It was really kind of upsetting, too. Like, I think Andrew, Laura, and I walked back to the hotel from, from the bar, correct? Yeah. And, you know, half the reason why... It, we wanted to come to DC for the election was to experience like what, what, what life is like during the election on election night. And it just could not have been any further from what I imagined it would be. There yeah. was no life. It was a I ghost was, town. It was yeah. a ghost town. Literally nobody on the streets. Uh, the party we were at, there were a, a whole bunch of different tables there. It was pretty packed. Yeah. And by the, by the time we left, it was pretty empty and pretty sad. But we were also planning if he, if she had won to go down to the White House, which we're, we actually ended up staying close by the White House and a hotel. And we're, we're, and that would have been fun. Yeah. And I'm sure I would not have wanted to be down there tonight. God knows what was happening last night. Probably <laughs> nothing. The There's probably nobody. Well, there. But there's also, there could have been like Trump supporters. But yeah, I mean, Washington, like walking around DC yesterday on election day, it was, um, a lot of people showing their support for Hillary with t-shirts. I didn't see Trump anything. No. Um, so what happened? So I I I think what happened was that uh Democrats and progressives who are non-identifying didn't turn out to vote. If you look at the history of past presidential elections, you'll notice that other candidates, including Mitt Romney and John McCain, by the way, lost having more votes than Donald Trump has won. And they lost. They lost the presidency. Why? Because the other side just turned out more. Because Democrats turned out more. That didn't happen this time. In the grand scheme of things, Donald Trump, I think at last count, had about 59 million votes, 58 million votes. Mm-hmm. That's that's significant and frightening, but not an excessive number of votes, really. If you look at past elections, presidents have won in the past in the mid-60s. And he failed by several million votes. The problem is that so did Hillary. Um, Democrats just didn't turn up. They didn't show out. And my problem with the narrative that I'm seeing this morning, is a lot of people very upset, very ups- very scared, understandably, saying this is just proof that our votes don't matter, that we tried so hard, everybody wanted Hillary to win. She won the popular vote narrowly, but she won the popular vote, and our votes don't matter. I want you to get the fuck out, if that's how you feel. Just get the fuck out, because this should just tell you that your vote matters all the more. The reason she's not president today is because people didn't vote because our votes do matter. And if you're going to become complacent over this, if you're just going to take a seat and be a coward and not show up from here on out, then you deserve Donald Trump. Yep. Yep. Speaking of votes mattering, Gary Johnson got how many votes in Florida, especially. Yeah. 
it, there, that's been a big debate in the ensuing hours as well. Should third party people have voted third party in hindsight? Now, there, there, there are people on both sides of the debate. I think all of us agree that a third party vote was a waste in this situation because of the high stakes, because of how close it was going to be. Um, but others will tell you, F you, I can vote for whoever I want. That's totally true. You can. can. But I will point out that Hillary lost Florida by, what, 170,000 votes? Yeah. And there were 250,000 votes cast for Stein and Johnson. Yeah. So just let that sink in for a moment. And I think some people, I disagree with, with this narrative, but some people would say that not all of those votes would have gone for Hillary, that a lot of, historically, third party actually tends to lean more conservative. And that the people who vote third party tend to be Republicans and conservatives. So maybe if people hadn't voted third party, Trump would have just won by an even greater margin. That's some sort of the argument. I think historically you would have a case to make there, but that's not the case this election. This election, people were voting based on a protest vote, saying that they didn't like either candidate. They were both equally bad and creating this false equivalency between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And a lot of people who did not want Trump, who are on Facebook today, right now as we speak, shitting all over Donald Trump and this result, voted third party. So I think that now maybe maybe they'll realize that they shouldn't have. I don't think that this is a typical election no. where you can say you know, third party would have all gone Republican. I think a lot of them were liberals. I think it was a lot of people who didn't want to vote for Donald Trump, but were too cowardly to vote for Hillary Clinton. And some people, you know, some people genuinely agreed with Jill Stein and, and Gary Johnson. And that's the case, more power to you. I, I, I get that. I guess I would just question is, is your personal belief worth it now? Yeah. Do you feel better? Yeah. Do you feel better? Yep. When you protest vote, the only person who's hearing that is you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everybody you tell on Twitter. Um, yeah, well. It'll be, it'll, I just, it, I think one of the most, like, surreal things now is like, well, what is Trump actually going to do? Is he going to try to do everything he said he's, he's going to do? Um, I don't think that wall is going to get built. There's not going to be a ban on Muslims. Uh, is Obamacare going to go away? I use Obamacare. Yeah. Am I suddenly without healthcare? I think that's a genuine concern. Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think I think the wall and banning Muslims was was hopefully I want desperately to yeah. believe was an awful sort of pandering yeah. to to the baser instincts of the Tea Party. But I think it is a genuine threat that Obamacare could be overturned because now let's be clear about something. Not only did Donald Trump take the White House last night, the other lead here is that the Republicans kept the Senate. And of course, as we all knew, they kept the House. They now have control of both chambers of Congress and the White House. So what are they going to do with that power? We still need a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, well... (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's another terrifying part. And see, that's the thing. We were talking about, you know, even assuming the best case scenario at this point that he only gets one term, we're stuck with whatever Supreme Court justices he puts in during that time. Yeah. 
Well, it makes me concerned that maybe, you know, some of the people we thought were going to retire off of the bench, well, like yeah, Ginsburg yeah. and what have you, are going to stick it out till the bitter end because mm. they're not going to want to be replaced by someone Trump nominates. Yeah. I think, I think, Elisa, what you said earlier um, needs to be said about Donald Trump uh, conceding, whether he was going to concede or not, says a lot about his character and what he might do as a president. Yeah, exactly. So we were discussing amongst ourselves, I was saying that if this had gone the other way and Trump had won narrowly the popular vote, but had lost the Electoral College, I think we'd all be waking up today with headlines saying that Donald Trump refuses to concede and mm -hmm. is calling the elections rigged and what have you. Yeah. And that's not the way it went, but I think it really begs the question of what kind of executive authority are we going to be dealing with moving forward? Because if we're dealing with a person, because let's take policy aside. I think that Donald Trump is fundamentally unpredictable. I think that when he says something that he believes in policy-wise, you shouldn't take that to the bank. You shouldn't assume that's what's going to happen. He panders and he changes his mind depending on the day and who he's talking to. But the one thing that he has been very consistent about and very transparent about is some of his more authoritarian tendencies that he gets power regardless of how he attains it, and he keeps power regardless of how he attains it. And so if you take somebody who is willing to question um, the fundamental way that our democracy works and that our elections work, you take someone like that and you give them the power of the White House, what are they going to do with that? Are they going to let power go willingly? He has now the entire scope of the intelligence agencies, all of that at his disposal to use. That's what frightens me most. Not the policy implications so much as the authoritarian streak that he has. Yeah. I'm just, and I'm so, like, I keep having, like, all of these things keep, like, flooding through my mind. Like, what's going to happen to Obamacare? What's going to happen to the social safety net? What's going to happen to Roe v. Wade? Like, immigration. Yeah. What's going to happen to all of these things that we've fought so hard for? Mm -hmm. yeah. I look at, like, my little brother. He's you know, under Obamacare, he's allowed to stay on my parents' insurance right. until he's 26. What's going to happen if they get rid of that? Yeah. He works in a restaurant. They don't give him insurance. Right. Yeah. And hip, hip, and just the fact that Trump is following such a great president, such a progressive president, somebody who, who was intelligent and and classy and, yeah classy yeah. and and just a stand-up guy really yeah just a good speaker like i don't it's it, we were talking earlier about how van jones on cnn called it a, a white lashing like this is this is the white people coming back i really I, yeah i really think that in some ways it makes perfect sense we got a black president who experienced unprecedented levels of obstruction and endured uh, a horrible amount of racism, it makes sense that what would follow would be a response, that, a reactionary response to that in some ways. And I do want to say, I think as, as frightened as we all are, understandably, we, I feel worse for the Muslims in this country. Yeah the mm -hmm. people of color yeah. in this country, the immigrants in this country. And if you're anyone who, if you fall into one of those categories, I don't even know what to say right now other than I'm sorry. 
And even though it probably feels this way right now, you're not alone. Not everybody here. Please don't take this, even though I know it seems that way, don't take this as a referendum against you. I think that you have you have a lot of allies. We love you and we're not gonna we're not gonna let this asshole run roughshod over you and your family. Yeah, I think it's important now more than ever to let our friends and minority communities know mm-hmm. that we've got their back. And self-care is more important than ever right now, yeah. too. Just, like, taking it easy, taking a break from the internet, from the noise of the 24-hour news networks. I yeah. think we're all ready for that. Yeah. A nice break. I think I'm going to take a break from yeah. the internet. I'm ready week. for it, but I'm not going to do it because I I don't... I, kn- I know this is, so, this is so cheesy and lame to say, but... It's okay. But as somebody who is in... in in not every way, but in many ways, very privileged. I have, I feel like I have a responsibility to, to be more vocal and to do more and to engage even further now because I have the privilege and the power to actually stand up and say something. Whereas the people of color, the Muslims, the immigrants, what, what, what they're, they're being discredited and, and shit on right now. Do we really think that, that this president and his administration is going to listen to them? I don't. Mm-mm. But maybe they'll listen to me because I'm white and straight and everything else. So mm-hmm. I feel exhausted, but I'm um I'm not ready to take a to to take a seat yet. Yeah. No, and I completely understand that. And I, I think I was just saying that like sometimes you need a break from totally. everything that's mm-hmm. happening. You need mental rest. But I do agree with you. And actually, one of the things that makes me sick is that all these people who voted for Trump, or many of them, are going to feel vindicated by being racist. Like, they will look at Muslims now and say, we were right about you, America. America does not accept you. Because you saw this with Brexit, too. People were started to treat people poorly after that vote went through. That's what really makes me nervous, too. Even... Even the fact that we have to wait four years that the people who did vote who are, you know, prejudiced, they are racist, they are now allowed to think that what their beliefs are is okay. Mm -hmm. And now they are going to have four years of that. And they're going to have four years of being used to being told that this is good and or this is okay and acceptable. And then we're going to have to fight so much harder after that to go back to the direction that we were yeah. going before Trump became president. Yeah, well, Elisa brought up a really good point earlier in terms of, hey, you you guys got it, GOP. You've got right, it let's for see the what next you can four do. years. Yeah. You know? Well, and uh, what I kept thinking about last night when I was trying to sleep was like, we're now saying we can, we can elect somebody president who doesn't release his tax returns, who has clearly gotten into a lot of trouble in the past, legally with his own businesses who who can be caught on tape i mean billy bush got fired from the today show for being a part of that trump sails to the presidency um we're we're letting all these things become the norm now for for a president yeah we've allowed we allowed everything to happen in this campaign to be acceptable in all future elections yeah we legitimized it yeah i think what it says is it's okay if you're a bigot. It's okay right. if you cheat people out of their money. It's right. okay if you admit to um, being a serial sexual predator. 
those things are okay so long as you promise to cut our taxes, so long as you promise to bring back manufacturing jobs that, spoiler alert, aren't coming back, so long as you promise us the things we want to hear, we'll accept everything else. Yeah. And and we talked a lot over the uh, the campaign about how all this was becoming normalized. And this proves that it absolutely did, all these aspects did become normalized. One thing, by the way, we haven't talked about yet, we're recording before Hillary's concession speech. Um, she did concede to Trump last night, but oh my God, I just wasn't, one of the things I was in shock about last night was that Hillary had, I said this to you guys, all the resources in the world. She had all the support in the world. She had the freaking Bushes. She had she had her husband, she had the Obamas, she had Beyonce. <laughs> and yet, and yet they still couldn't get the turnout. It's, it's mind boggling. They had the ground game too. They had the yeah. fucking they ground had, game. I really think it's, be, I honestly think a lot of it has to do with, again, people not believing that their vote matters and that being a self-fulfilling prophecy, but also people thinking that she had it in the bag. Yep. Yeah. I think there was this narrative of, there's no way this could ever happen here. Right. He's a very clear demagogue. There's no way that could happen in America. Look at everything that's against him. And so people sat out because they thought there was a bystander effect going on. Everyone yeah. assumed that other people would do something about it, and yeah. therefore no one did. While Trump was creating urgency, it's rigged. You have to go out and exactly. vote. My, my aunt is a perfect example of this. I saw on Facebook the other day. She shared my, my now brother-in-law, who is a supporter of Trump. Uh, posted something and she replied, this is why the election is rigged. We all have to go out and vote. They created the urgency to get people to show up. We didn't. We, there were- I don't know how much more urgency we could have created though. I mean, well, I think the problem was this was Trump's to lose. Yeah. And people, and people took that to mean he would. Right. Right. So, 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 Democrats don't have to go out and vote, or we can vote for third party. It's an expectations game, like a lot of politics. You expect a person to win, and therefore you sit out, because of course they're going to win. Yeah. yeah. Well, to anyone who sat out on this election because of that, I hope you're happy about the choice that was made for you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the choices that people made when they decided not to vote were also because of whatever state they were in, because they knew that their state was going to go against the party that they were going to vote for. So why would they vote? What also concerns me was this trend towards vote swapping. I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know how much of an impact it may or may not have had, but there were people using this complicated algorithm to to (coughs) find somebody in a swing state to switch votes with so they could vote third party in their own state and have somebody vote Hillary Clinton in the swing state. But, like, how do you guarantee that they're actually voting the way they're supposed to? Right. Right. I would never trust another human being with my vote. Right. And going off of that, too, I was shocked um, on Election Day where on TV. These reporters were still finding undecided voters who were walking into the polling stations. Yeah. That happens undecided. every time. Yeah. I think one of the big questions now moving forward is going to be, you know, all right, Republicans. This is it. You got what you right. wanted. You have, you, you control legislation in this country. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to behave moving forward? And are you going to be one united party? Are you going to rally around this sort of tea party base? Or are you going to try and move back closer to the establishment Republicans like the McCain's, 
of of the world. And I don't know what the answer to that is, but I think this this election frightens me for no other reason than it really points towards the Tea Party having a lot of, of influence and control and the mainstream Republicans sort of just tagging along with that despite knowing that it's wrong. I mean, John McCain did not like Donald Trump ever from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but he still endorsed him anyway because he felt like the voters were for Trump. And so he would sort of, it's like that famous aphorism, like, oh, there go my people. I must see where they're going so that I can follow them. That's sort of the Republicans right now. They're, they're looking at their voters and sort of following the voters instead of being the leaders that we sort of expect them to be. So I'm interested to see how the Republicans fare with this. In some ways, um, in some ways, it's going to sort of be historic either way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how everyone's seeing it too. We were talking about what to do for the show in the future because we thought we'd have less to talk about with politics and. We'll be talking about it more, but we are going to try to Balance. change up. Yeah, now that now that this hopefully is not well, I don't even know what to say about it. But we're we're going to branch out more. We're going to be talking less politics. We're still going to talk about it, of course. We're going to talk about when Obamacare is repealed. We're going to talk about when the Muslim ban is in place. We're going to talk about when the wall is complete. But we're not. They're not going to be a focus. <laughs> it's not going to be every. Like, the entire episode. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like it, it has, has been. been. Like this one is. <laughs> yeah. At um, least, at least the silver lining that you could possibly get out of all this is that the election is over. We don't. Yeah, I don't feel better. Along with the Doesn't... Republic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, ca- we always joked about the end <laughs> of the Republic and now here we are. I blame Wiener. This is our best chance. I God, seriously, Anthony fucking Wiener. Um, David Duke tweeted last night, this is one of the most exciting nights of my life. Make no mistake about it. Our people have played a huge role in electing Trump. Our people, meaning the white nationalists. Right. Right. Um, I think this will be known from this election will be known for many things, but something I saw on also on Twitter, I think this election will be known forever as the election where the KKK, the FBI and the Kremlin were all in agreement with who should be president. Yeah. That doesn't tell you something. I don't know what does. This is also the first time that an election has been influenced by an, another country. And open, it was, well, by our elections our have election, been openly right. uh, influenced by, by Russia. It's yeah. <sighs> well, shit. Everybody take care of yourselves. Fight for what is right. I think I I will just end by saying this. I think a lot of people right now feel very helpless and very scared. And I understand why I do too. But if you're wondering what can I do now at this point, I voted, I paid attention. I did all the things that I thought I should do and it still turned out this way. I would say as trite as it may sound, Read the Constitution and pay very close attention. Start learning more about the branches of government and what is and isn't allowed. Because I think, again, more than policy disagreements, what we need to all be on alert for and be holding Trump accountable for is how he treats the Constitution and things like, you know, um, checks and balances. 
So, for example, what happens if he can't get legislation through? Is he just going to sign it into law himself? Is he just going to force the Supreme Court nominee on the bench? How is he going to handle his power? And the only way that that stays in check is if we're all very informed about what is and is not allowed. So know what is and isn't allowed moving forward. I think that's the best thing you can do is just know what the Constitution says and what he can and cannot do. Because when the time comes that he breaches those things, it will only be us that can stand up and say, wait, that's not allowed. Very well said. Any other closing thoughts? We love you. No. I've like I've been up all night, like Yeah, it's gonna take some out of process if I can't it's ever the processing's ever complete. I don't think I've ever cried that hard about anything politics related. Yeah. I didn't think like, I would at all. Yeah. Whether it was an upset or being upset. Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. I think the moment that I lost it was when Van Jones was talking about this being a oh, white lash and yeah. how he's going to tell his children and I was just like fuck I like I can't <laughs> yep alright well um I believe this is this week's installment of Millennial apologies for uh yeah. not a full blown episode but we can't even right now we can't even yeah we'll be back next week with more thoughts and um gathered ourselves but we'll, we'll still be hanging out of course in the facebook groups and whatnot so yeah take care of yourselves and each other definitely yeah. love one another okay bye everyone bye guys bye bye